Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Well, welcome and good evening. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful day on a Monday. It is always joyous to be with you this evening um, to talk to you about all kinds of things that there are to talk about. It is the first Monday of the month of June, and there is a lot going on in the community that has us all riled up. Things seem to be calming down, but the forever questions are out there about, you know, what's the next step? What are we going to do? What, what is the answer to all of the unhappiness and disruptions in the community? So I thought we would have a show to just talk about working through challenges. Those challenges seem to be uh, what's up for everybody right now, not just the challenges. You know, challenges, you don't have to have dramatic challenges. You know, the world is challenging in and of itself right now, yes. So your challenges are your challenges, and they're as dramatic or as not so dramatic as the challenge is to you. What's important in that Senate sentence is that it's your challenge, and if it's your challenge, it's an important challenge. So I um, want to invite you to think about a couple of things as we work through this, and if you want to call in and ask questions, I am happy to answer your questions for you. Um, that's what I can hear over the radio, but I'm going to go on with our with our subject tonight, and that's about the challenges and pain, you know, the, the, the things that, that cause us to be uncomfortable and happy in our lives and focus on anything other than, you know, creating a joyous life. And my passion in life is to create a life for the people that I work with that's joyous and happy and you're out there doing your thing, creating that dream that you have. Because I believe everybody was placed here and given the opportunity, everybody should be able to pursue that that soul-thirsting, you know, heart-filled dream that you have. That's why we're here. That's why God put us here, and that's what we're here for. Everybody has a right to pursue that. Sometimes the circumstances are such that we're not given the right to pursue that. And those are the things that we're wrestling with in our society today. But for you, my friends, wrestling through your life shouldn't be difficult. You should be able to stop and pursue all the things that you want to pursue. I talk a lot about the power of being in joy. And, and for some people, when I talk to some people, they, they, they get a little, they're a little annoyed with me. They're like, it's not that easy, Angel, to be in joy when stuff is happening. I have real problems. Somebody told me that today. I have real problems. And, okay, I like that. I actually like that. I, I like that sentence. I have real problems. Let's talk about that because problems are really as real as you make them. I'm going to say that again. 
problems are as real as you make them. Have you ever talked to a friend and they're stressed out? They're stressed out. They've got stuff going on. They can't focus. They're distracted, whatever it is that's happening. And they're like, oh, man, my friend, what's going on? And you talk to them. And they tell you, I've got problems. Oh, oh, gosh, let me... Let me sit here with you and help you. You are my friend. I love you. I want to help you with your problems. And you talk to them and they tell you their problems. And when you listen, inside your head, you're thinking, man, this guy's problems bad. I've got real problems, right? It's like it's a subjective situation. Your problems are problems for you. They may not be problems for anybody else. Somebody else might not stress on what you're stressing on. So that's not to belittle or demean your issues of concern. I just want you to think about that for a minute. If you have a problem that if you hand it to somebody else, they can solve it. And I know some are, are not that simple. And if you don't have rent money and rent's due tomorrow, that that's that, that but that, that is a real problem, and I'll talk about that too. But the things that we stress on, things that we as humans cause ourselves to really to stress over are not the big problems usually. They're usually what I call the feel-good problems. And a feel-good problem does not mean it feels good to have a problem. It means that there's an interrupt to something that you want to be, do, engage in, have that will make you feel good, and you can't have it for some reason. Somebody's stopping you from having it. Your circumstances are stopping you from having it. There's something going on that is disrupting your process of having the thing that will make you happy. So as a result, you don't feel good. As a result, you're the opposite of feeling good. And now you have a problem. And you're focusing on not achieving that problem, right? That's interesting. You know, it's, it's really interesting. If you could take a moment to create that space where you could realize that the thing that you're focusing on is a thing that's a need or a want or a desire that will make you feel good. You just acknowledge that. I'm going to give you a trick. Write this down if you can. Or you can come back and re-listen to the broadcast. It's fine. When you think about stuff, and it's something that makes you feel good. So there's things that make you feel good, and there's things that you need. The necessities of life. Like I talked about rent. We need a place to live. We need food in our stomach. We need clothing. We, need, we don't need designer clothing. But we do need to have clothes on our body. We're not a society where we can walk around without clothes. You know, there are things that we need to survive. And there are things that we want, that we desire, either for convenience or whatever it is that makes us feel good. So, for example, you have a job, you can get to work. You get to work commuting on the train and the bus. You're doing it for years and you're good. You live in a city with actually convenient. So you're good. You get to your job, you're paid well, life is good, you're happy but you're stressed out because you really like to have a car, right? Oh, I would really love to have a car. 
but I can't get a car because I can't save up enough for a down payment. Ugh, I really want a car. That's okay. Let me tell you why it's okay. It's okay because doing what you need to do when you're getting by so far with just riding public transportation, right? You're getting by and everything is happening for you. Everything is, everything is going as planned. But it would be more convenient for you to have a car. Life would be easier. You wouldn't spend quite so much time commuting. The wear and tear on your feet and your, your body wouldn't be as much. You wouldn't be as tired. Going to work on public transportation can sometimes add an hour or more to your commute day. Um, if you have other things to do, like dropping off children or dropping off a spouse or anything like that, it makes it easier because you have a car versus having to engage with public transportation. I get that. I've lived that life. It's a whole different world, right? But at the end of the day, it's a convenient thing. It'll make you feel good. And, and then there's other upsides. You have a car. You can do things now. You can go out. You can go on day trips. You can go see things. You can go to the zoo, you can go to the movies, you can go to the beach. You can drive to Carmel. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's a beautiful drive down the coast to Carmel. You can do a lot of stuff now. Your life looks different now. You're independent. You don't have to depend on other people. Have I painted a really neat picture for you on how different life would be for the person if they had a car? But it's not a problem that you don't have a car. It's an inconvenience. It would be better. Your life would be more joyous if you had a car. But you don't need a car. So the first thing that we have to do is not make the car a problem or the challenge because it's not the challenge. You beat the challenge. You've got the job. You've got everything that you need. The challenge has been beaten. Be joyous. The key to manifesting what you desire in your life is being in that space of joy. So this is my this is my trick for you. I would like you, if your situation is like this, if you have a situation, that might be your situation, the thing with the car. You might have another situation. You may want a different job. You may want to, I, I had a young man that told me he wanted a pair of shoes, but it wasn't just any pair of shoes. It was one of these awesome Nike deals that were like 200, 300 bucks. And it was like a really nice pair of shoes. And I'm not going to judge him. I'm, I got shoe problems. So I have a, I have a, I have a, a problem with shoes. I admit it. I, 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 I can, I can get caught up in a conversation and get my hands on a pair of shoes. So I understand, I understand the struggle with the shoes. But this young man was like, I really would love to get these shoes. And he was driven to get the shoes. So how, how is this goal something that you want? How is this goal something that you can get? How is this goal something that's an absolute for you that you have to get? And one of the things that I teach is talking to people about being in joy. That connection to the divine, that connection to God that, that creates the synergy in your space is a real connection. You can create magnetism in your life. You can resonate every day as King Midas and create your life however you want to create it if you get 
in the flow where you need to be right there in that flow. And part of that is about being in a space where you can manifest and you can create by that connection to God in positivity. Got to be connected, man. Got to be connected. You have to spend some time every day making that connection. I have a really simple connection exercise that I give my clients. And that exercise involves um, sitting down and grounding yourself. Grounding yourself is a simple exercise I can walk you through. I have a couple of meditations on my website that, that you can uh, lean down and, and grab for assistance, but you have to ground. I encourage you to do that in the morning when you start your day. You have to engage to turn that energy on. It's like turning on the light. Connect to the source every morning before you get your day started. And as you connect to the source, do it in gratitude. Thank the divine that he brings to you and he's brought to you, including standing up and being alive today. What have we learned these last couple of weeks? One of the things we learned is just how precious life is. And it is precious. Life is something that you have to acknowledge and love. And it's not something to just take for granted. Aside from the fact that it's complicated, and if you don't understand what I mean, go to Google and Google the human body or the anatomy and see how complex our systems are. This is a complicated machine, my friend, that God has put together and has stuck us inside. It's complicated. But it works every day. I can't get stuff to work with my hands. I try. I'm a non-mechanical person. So it is amazing to me that this body I walk around in every day is so complicated. And we magically work every day. There are things that you can control. There are things that you can't control. Most of the things that you can control is about how you treat your body, what you put in it what kind of chemicals you, that you expose yourself to. All these things are the things we've been taught since we were children. So it's all the same. Don't drink, don't smoke, eat this, eat that, drink lots of water. All that stuff is the things that you do to take care of your body. But did you know that taking care of your spirit is huge contributing to the health of your body? I don't know if you knew that. Most people don't know that. Having a light and joyous spirit is a big contributor to having a healthy life. If you have a sad and depressed spirit, it can, it can pull down on you. It can press upon you. And it can affect your body in all kinds of different ways. So you've got to get that spirit joyous, my friend. You've got to get your spirit joyous that you can turn on that magnetism. And it's hard to do when the world is in turmoil. Let's talk about that. I don't want to get too deep. There's lots of people out there, lots of shows going on right this very moment. They're talking about all that stuff, all of it. And I, so I'm going to limit the, the level at which I 
I delve into it because my mission is different. My purpose is different. And I don't want to get caught up in, in the rhetoric that's happening because it's, it's, it's intense right now. But the simple, simple reality is we are evolving as a being. As beings on this planet, we are evolving. We're evolving to the next level. And it's not just about our society. It's not just about what we're doing and what we need to do and how we need to do it and you know, who's the president, who's not the president, and who, what the police are doing and you know, what different groups of people are doing. It's not just about that. We are looking, we're standing on the edge of the cliff, about to take a leap of faith into the evolution of humankind, resonating at a whole different level. Standing in a whole different space, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with the divine and the masters and the, and the angels, everything is going to be tighter, getting closer, rising up to the next level. And I got to tell you, I'm excited about that. I am excited to be in a space where I get to witness and be a part of this wonderful evolution, not just a revolution, but an evolution. But here's the thing about evolving. I like to compare it to butterflies. So there's the butterfly, right? We all love butterflies. Who doesn't love a butterfly? Butterfly is a lowly caterpillar. Some of them don't look particularly interesting. As a matter of fact, some of them are kind of scary looking. They're not really an interesting looking um, being. A lot of them look dangerous, they got prickles on them, and they look like that so that animals don't go up to them and eat them. So Mother Nature has designed them to look a certain way. And most people who don't like bugs, I'm not a bug fan, you see a cat and like, oh, I don't want anything to do with it. They crawl off into the shadows and they coon for whatever length of time is appropriate for their specific type of species. And they pop out and they're this gorgeous, gorgeous butterfly. That's called evolution. And we get to be a part of that transformational piece, that evolution to the next level. So you and I, my friends, we get to go from caterpillar to butterfly. I am excited about that. I'm excited about that. So to get there, we have a couple of things that we need to do. And I'm going to give you some things to do. I'm going to give you some homework. And hopefully when I see you next week here, we can talk to each other and see how you, how you did in this homework. All right. So I gave you the first key already. And that is you got to connect every day. A really great thing to do is get up in the morning and just take some really good breaths. Start your day off with some deep breathing. The breathing I like to do is my 4-4 breathing. That's what I call it, 4-4 breathing. As I get up and I will breathe in to the count of four and then release it to the count of four. Just to fill your lungs up to get this wafting of really great oxygen into your system when you're sleeping, rolling around, you know, kind of getting through the night, tossing and turning, getting up, getting down, going to the bathroom, getting water, and kind of going through that process of sleep. Now you got to wake your system up. So getting that fresh air into your lungs and pulling it in and filling your lungs up to capacity in your chest, your stomach out real far, a nice big breath, and then let it out. 
four four. If you have a great lung capacity, you can go five five six six. If you don't want to make yourself pass out and start to get dizzy, that's too much. But this is great for your lungs, great for your throat, wakes you up, gets your heart going, gets fresh oxygen into the system so your heart starts pumping that to your blood. It's a great way to get started in the day. It is better than a cup of coffee because it will wake you up and energize your system. That's the first thing you want to do. Some little body stretches are, are fine. I don't want you to exercise first thing off unless you're in some sort of a weight loss program. You've got a trainer telling you to do stuff. Do what your trainer tells you to do. But it, the first thing in the morning, I need you to connect and ground before you start moving around and, and exercising and stuff. You need to ground yourself and get connected to the divine before you start running around and engaging with things and people so that your system is locked in, grounded, and protected so that you don't bring in any things you don't need before you get a chance to establish yourself. So go ahead after you do your breathing and sit down and go through your, your grounding and then um, your, your connection session. I like to go outside. Can't always go outside because it's raining or it's cold, but I love to go outside. Grounding with the, with the Mother Earth is a beautiful thing, and it's easier. This is really wonderful to sit outside sometimes. Birds are singing and it's beautiful, and it's also great to take some deep breaths and get some really good oxygen. But if you're in the snow, <laughs> it's really cold, or if it's raining outside, it's, you don't have to be outside. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to put your feet flat on the ground, going to sit up nice and tall. I prefer sitting to laying down for grounding because, uh, aside from all other theories that people have, quite simply, I fall asleep when I lay down and meditate. So I only lay down and meditate when I plan to go to sleep after I meditate. So if you're planning to get your day started, it's nice to sit up. If you can't sit in the lotus position because you have back problems, what have you, sit in a chair. They call that the Egyptian position. You just sit in a chair with your back straight, feet flat on the ground. You can put your palms down or you can put your palms up for this exercise. It doesn't matter which one you do, as long as you put your palms on your on your thighs, roll your shoulders back and pull them down so that they are nice and square where they need to be. There's no tension in your back. You're just sitting and relaxed. Take your deep breaths and close your eyes. And what I want you to do is I want you to imagine a golden ring coming from high above you, going straight into your head, traveling down through your spinal cord, going down through each chakra until it exits out the root chakra and goes into the earth. And when you send it into the earth, that ray is going to be a part of that grounding process. And just let that energy flow. And just sit there. Try not to think of anything. Just think of that golden ray. Just have your, um, your inner process, your inner eyes, looking at that golden ray as it comes down and goes into the earth and just feel it with every breath in the ray goes down with every breath out you just receive the grounding and receive the energy the grounding is beautiful it is warm just sit there and receive it and think of nothing once you feel nice and warm and wonderful in your day for two minutes and this is not precise. If you do a minute and 13 seconds, the world's not going to come to an end. You could do 35 minutes if you want to. 
but for around two minutes, while you're in this space with this golden ray, I want you to be in gratitude. So in your mind's eye, you can say it out loud if you want to, but it's not necessary. You can be quiet. I want you to give gratitude for everything that you're thankful for today. Absolutely everything that you're thankful for today. Thankful for your family. Thank you for your loved ones. Thank you for your husband. Thank you, God, for my car. Thank you for my life. Thank you for everything that you're in gratitude for. In that time. When you complete the gratitude cycle, you want to now focus on the green energy, green rays coming up from the earth, goes through your root chakra, hits your sacral, and your solar plexus chakra, then hits your heart chakra. When it hits your heart chakra, you want to send it out to every corner of the world, this green rays. Focus on that. All you see is this green, beautiful, emerald green light going out into the community. As it goes into the community, I want you to be in a space of forgiveness. Now, this forgiveness energy is all forgiving. All forgiving. I don't want you to be in a space where you're holding on to stuff. I tell my clients all the time, you don't get to think about the future when you spend all your time thinking about the past. Life is heavy. You don't need to go forward with all your baggage. Your baggage is heavy. Let it go. And forgive. Let it go. Yesterday is gone. We can't do nothing about yesterday. You've got to live today so that you can make it to tomorrow. So forgive. Two minutes. Same as with the first. Do 30 seconds. If all you've got 30 seconds, baby, get that 30 seconds in. Right. The next thing you're going to do, that beautiful white light, the archangel light, opalescent, beautiful white light comes down from the heavens and fills you up like a goblet. So it's not just going to go into your spinal cord, hitting the shock. It's going to fill you up, pouring into your body. You can see it like you are a cup, and it's filling you up. And when you are full, it comes up, overflows, and surrounds you like a beautiful opalescent shell of protection. As you are protected, you can call to the archangels, too. I love calling the archangel Michael when I do this exercise. But when you are protected, you are now going to ask for forgiveness. If you have specific situations that you remember, you have somebody that's upset with you, you have something that you did, if you are aware of something that you would like to be forgiven for, ask for it. Be humble and ask for forgiveness. And let it go. Release it. And that is a powerful, powerful thing. Now, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, one minute, one minute, one minute, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever you have time for. From there, 
you're going to hiccup, sorry. From there, you're going to ask for what you need. So what I call this, when I take people through this process, I say, thank you, I forgive you, please forgive me, my need, in that order. As for what you need, it can be a simple need. Make it a specific need that you have. Everybody has needs. Don't be afraid to ask. God said to us, asking yourself, receiving. He wants us to be happy. He wants to deliver to us all that we need to fulfill whatever it is that we desire to do in this world, as long as we are doing his work. And the work that he desires from us is just to give of ourselves. And that is part of the law of attraction. And I'll talk about that as soon as I finish taking you through this, this process. Ground yourself. Be in gratitude. Forgive ask for forgiveness, and ask for your needs. When you've completed that, close off this process with prayer. If you don't have prayer, you can use the Lord's Prayer or the Psalm of David and what works for you. I encourage people to use the Lord's Prayer. Everybody knows that it's a really good prayer. There's no reason to recreate the wheel, but some people are just really good at praying. Um, so whatever prayer works for you, so there's no science to prayer. Just need to ask and speak and make that connection. Because this, this ritual, if you want to call it, every single day, if you do this every day, you will have, and first of all, you're going to have an amazing day because you're going to be in a space of joyous awakening. You're going to be aware. Your system's going to be awake. Your connection's going to be strong. You are released you are fulfilled. You are hopeful. It is a, a beautiful space to be in. And I call this being um, manifestation magnet. Things will start to come to you when you're in this space. So that's the start of the day. After you do this, you have to get into a joy space. You have to raise your vibration to a joyous vibration. And this is an easier thing to do because it doesn't require a ritual of any kind in terms of sitting down and praying and meditating, which it kind of feels like going to school. It requires fun time. So I encourage you to put some music and sing. I encourage you to dance. I encourage you to tell jokes, giggle, talk to yourself. Put on YouTube and do not turn on the news. Do not turn on anything that's going to distract you from into some sort of icky space until you've had a chance to set yourself up. I've been talking for a while. I'm going to see if there's anybody that wants to talk to me. Thank you for holding this is Angel. Uh, you're on the air. How can I help you today? Hello? Are you there? Okay, so if nobody can hear me, I'm going to keep going. Maybe in my show a little early because I don't have a lot of callers, but I can't seem to uh, get this next call, this caller here to hear me, so I'm going to move on. So you have, you have the trick. You have what you need. So my challenge to you, my friends, is to take the time this week to commit yourself to this space 
of connection. It's a challenging time out there. We have to get everyone resonating in positivity. We have to get everybody connected to the divine and to the master so that they can come in and help us through this process. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to help us. They cannot help us until we're connected. They cannot communicate to us until we're connected. They cannot ease us until we're connected. So we don't have to be complicated. Because I understand that for many people, we have issues with the institutions of church. There's a lot of people that have feelings about the system of church. And it's okay. Because Jesus told us that we don't need the church. God is here for us. All we need to do is connect. That's what he was trying to tell us. And that's why he was taken from us. Because the system didn't want him to tell us that we have the ability to talk to God ourselves. So that is an amazing right that you have to sit down and make a phone call directly to God. We want to make changes in this world. We have to ask for a big change to solve big challenge. So I've given you the tools to help solve your challenge, your little personal challenges that are your personal challenges. They belong to you and they need to be solved. Visit me at my website, angelbacker.com, and let's talk about whatever else you may need to help you through what you've got going on in your lives. For now, we have bigger things to address. So I talked about giving back. You have to give of yourself in some way to help grow and heal this world that we're in. Help someone. If everybody helped someone, if everybody gave of themselves, we wouldn't have so much anger and hate. Law of attraction says she's coming back to you tenfold. Me a dollar to help me, you get ten dollars back. But you don't always have to give a dollar. You can give love. You can help someone. Help someone get the groceries because they're elderly. They can't leave the house. Help some students study because they need someone that understands high-level math and they can't get it. Help the school repair their walls. You know, whatever gifts you have, you don't always have to open your checkbook. All you have to do is open your heart. And if you cannot write a check for $50,000, you can join a group of people with hammers and nails and repair walls and fences. Sweep up glass off the ground that rioters have created. Show the world that we are a caring being. Do not let judgment, hate, and hostility take over this world. If you want to evolve, evolve to the next level, if we want to evolve to the next level. We have to change who we are. And it begins with each one of us. So take my challenge. Each day, go through this process. Each day. 
for connecting and engaging. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see if anybody gets a breakthrough. My website, angeldecker.com, you will see my information there. We also have a 21-day free joy challenge. I encourage you to take advantage of that. You go in there and join my mailing list. It's absolutely free. It will help lift your joy by your joy vibration and help put you in a state of happiness more often. Because you can create anything in the world that you want when that happens. That's all I have to say tonight. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this was enjoyable. And I hope to hear from you very soon. In the meantime, have a glorious, fabulous evening. And I will see you on the other side. God bless and take care. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.